Once you live in the 716, Buffalo sports is ingrained in your soul. No matter where you are, we always remember the roots that helped us grow. Don't let where you live or the people around you stop you from showing your Buffalo pride. Join us Buffalonians as we talk all things sports in the 716 on the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Circles the way, like the Buffalo Bills. I'm your host, Nick English, alongside my co-host, Andrew Ogwich. No matter where we are, no matter the heartbreak, we will always remain Buffalo loyal. This is the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week, coming to you live on a Thursday afternoon before the Bills take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in London coming off of a monster win this past Sunday over division rival Miami Dolphins 48 to 20 a game the Bills desperately needed to have they went out there and executed in all three phases Um, definitely a breath of fresh air we were both a little bit concerned going into that game um, how it was going to turn out Um, but I think the bigger storyline coming out of it is the Tredavious White injury despite the win. Um, So to break all that down, let's bring in Andrew and see how he is doing this week and how he's feeling going into Sunday's game against Jacksonville in London. What's up, Andrew? Hello, Nick. And first, let me say I was wrong. (laughs) I will admit when I'm wrong, I, you know, will uh, spew hot takes, but I'm willing to Admit when I was wrong. So I was wrong. I was a thousand percent wrong. Everything I thought um, about last week's game was incredibly wrong. So hand up. That's on me. I uh, Maybe you just I need let, to predict that every week. Yeah, right. <laughs> I let pessimistic uh, Bills fan get the best of me and uh, totally got that wrong. So glad, glad my prediction uh, was so uh, incredibly incorrect. I mean, the team looked incredible. It was such a fun game. All facets of the team looked incredible. I mean, that was a three-squad domination of the Dolphins. Just from start to finish, looked incredible. Few, if any, notes. I mean, just everyone looked great. Um, I mean, obviously, the biggest takeaway is the loss of Trey. Um, I don't think anyone had that on their bingo boards. Uh, no one wanted that to happen. Puts the... The defense in a bit of a pickle. Uh, it's frustrating to see, uh, you know, Kyrie Elam's going to have to step up big, going to have to prove everyone wrong um, and prove that there was no reason for him to be um, inactive through the, you know, the first part of the season. So hopefully, oh man, hopefully uh, that goes well. And, you know, thoughts to Trey, hopefully uh, he can come back better and stronger. It just, man, that sucks. I mean, he was really starting to kind of feel himself again and, and get back to kind of all pro form that he was before the injury happened, uh, you know, two Thanksgivings ago. But, you know, that's football. That's the game. And that's why you have a depth chart and, and guys behind. So, um, you know, back to the positive. I mean, Josh was outrageous. Absolutely incredible. Didn't get too high. Didn't get too low. Uh, took what the defense was giving him. Got the long ball out, um, you know, was 
running, got the rushing touchdown. It just, everything about the game was incredible. The defense was the right amount of aggressive, huge props to kind of the, that middle of the defense. I mean, Matt Milano, absolute dog. I mean, just the way they held down the middle of that field and allowed the guys in the secondary to do what they needed to do um, to shut down the wide receivers and, and everything just was incredible, right? You take, you, they took away to his first read, forced him to look second and third, look elsewhere, forced him to be a quarterback instead of just slinging it down the field. Um, it just, incredible job all around so i i love seeing it let's hope we get more of that let's hope they've kind of caught the bug and that fire's lit under them and they just keep building off of this it's slowly been building to this explosion of just incredible football um since week one uh i'm excited to kind of see where things go throughout the season yeah and let's give a let's give a huge shout out to both sean mcdermott and ken dorsey just absolute masterful game plans um specifically on Dorsey's end I mean the scheming up of plays the knowledge on that first drive of you know every team knows so far that the only involvement with Deontay Hardy has mostly been on motions and bubbles to have like a pump fake to him to allow Gabe Davis to create an opening down the sideline um getting that read option with Josh late in the game for the rushing touchdown um, a couple of the big plays, as you mentioned, Andrew, to both Diggs and Gabriel Davis drawn up perfectly. Um, I thought he used Kincaid and Knox in a good variety of ways. Um, I thought that even when James Cook wasn't maybe getting the best looks running the ball, he was still finding ways to be effective and they were still making you, you know, have to honor the run, whether it was Cook, Latavius Murray, Josh, Damian Harris, whoever was getting the ball, um, they made you honor it. Um, but, you know, I don't think you need to take too much of a an L on your take, Andrew. I mean, I think a lot of people were had similar feelings. Like I said, I wasn't, the, even though I felt like they were going to win, I, you know, still wasn't the most confident. And I think if you ask most Bills fans through the first quarter, I mean, it's back and forth. Both offenses are just going down, driving, you know, no one's really getting stops. You're thinking this is going to be like a 50 to 48 shootout. It's really going to be whoever gets the stop first. And then it kind of just seemed like after the Bills were able to get that first stop and figure some things out, uh, they never really looked back. So big credit to the defense, um, especially on that end, creating some turnovers, um, getting the ball on the ground, getting after Tua, whether it was Oliver, Rousseau, Floyd, all of them continue to dominate. Um, And then obviously you're getting Von Miller back to that group. So Big win there. Obviously, the Trey injury sucks. Like, that was just brutal. Seeing him throw his helmet, um, I I pretty much knew it right away. As soon as he grabbed his ankle, it's almost like you get, like, the bee sting on your ankle where you, like, turn around like, what the hell just happened? Um, because I vividly remember that happening to Kevin Durant in the NBA Finals when it happened to him. And you just feel gutted for a guy like that who worked his way back so hard. Like you mentioned, Andrew, finally felt like he was coming into form he almost literally would have had a walk-in pick six, like pristine Trey White covers his guy, reads to his eyes, jumps the route, and just happens to drop the ball. I think he probably got a little bit ahead of himself because he was just so hyped to almost like the feeling of, yes, yeah, like I'm finally back, I'm here. And for that to happen, uh, really, really sucked. But um, 
the one thing I will say is I don't think it's going to be something that um, this team can't withstand. Obviously, it sucks, and this team's better with him out there, and it, the Bills have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl with Trey White. But at the same time, we're talking about a team that when Trey's injury originally happened, we still made it to the AFC Championship without him. And then last year, you know, until he came back late in the season, we were rolling with Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, and Kyrie Elam for the start of the year, and they were able to produce. Um, Kyrie Elam's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He has some things to prove. Um, you know, Dane Jackson had his moments in the preseason. He had a couple, I thought, nice plays um, in the Dolphins game, but there were also the typical Dane Jackson's getting targeted and he's trying to like pass off Tyreek Hill and just looked a little bit lost. So um, they're going to have to be diligent in shading over on that side, trying to build those guys' confidence up. Um, I won't, wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Jamarcus Ingram from the practice squad from Buffalo get called up. Um, and play a little bit more. He's lengthy. Um, maybe they explore the free agent market. You know, Casey Hayward's a name that's been tossed around uh, the last week because they had the Bills had interest in him previously. He's back and fully uh, healthy from his injury with Atlanta last year. He's a free agent. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, it really sucks that it just never seems like we're going to be able to have Von Miller with Trey White, Poyer, and Hyde all on the field at the same time. It just seems like it's just not going to happen. But um, even though Trey's down, we are getting Vaughn back. Um, you know, he practiced in full the last two days. He is traveling to London via Ian Rappaport, and it seems like he has a decent chance to play. Um, I think you and I are both in the same boat that we've talked about. It makes way more sense for him to try to come back against the Giants, not have him have to travel and play across the country, barely off any practices against a good Jacksonville team. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, but to kind of just conclude off what you said, Andrew, with the Miami game, like you said, not really too many notes. Josh played awesome, still owns the Dolphins, was named player of the week again, just super efficient, five total touchdowns. Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in the NFL. Dude's a dog, gets after it spinning away from those guys and having the whereabouts to just keep running, even though that flag was thrown. Honestly, at first I didn't even see it. So it looked like maybe he was going to get a push off, but the whereabouts to run that all the way down. Um, I mean, the third touchdown, just absolutely shaking that guy out of his boots, um, doing the stone cold with the fans, like just awesome from him. Um, just an all around great team effort, um, special teams, offense, defense, um, big credit to the Bills coaching staff and the players for getting ready for this game, not letting the moment be too big, even though it looked like it was going to be a shootout early on, staying composed, um, honing in on their fundamentals um, and getting the job done and retaking the claim um, of the AFC East. Yeah, that's a good call. I really do think like the coaches deserve just as much credit as the players do for Sunday's game. I mean, the Bills look like, such an incredibly well-coached team on Sunday and they are, but I just, I very few penalties, very few mistakes on both sides of the ball. I mean, they just looked ready for everything. The dolphins, you know, had for coming for them and, and, you know, I mean, that was hyped up about the dolphins, right? Like they just put up 70 the week before, like they are a high powered offense, uh, whether you want to believe it or not or accept it or not. 
they do have the ability to put up 70 points. So it is a big task to go against, um, especially them being a division foe, uh, right? All the, all the drama, all the back and forth. And um, I, I, I just thought they were so well composed. They had a game plan set. Everyone executed it perfectly. Start off a little slow in the first half, right? Right off the bat, went back and forth and back and forth. And the defense really locked in and they just went lights out, right? And then again, out of halftime, took them a little bit to kind of get their footing, let Miami kind of sneak back a little bit, um, but then just took over again, shut things down, locked it down, and, and did not allow Tua and the offense to really do anything against you. So, you know, you got to give your praise to to the coaching staff and, and just the game plan all around. It just was really, from top to bottom, an incredible, incredible game for the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Bills look dominant. They're on the road now, uh, which is technically a home game for them. Um, but so they're traveling to London today, taking on Jacksonville, coming off a win in their own right um, against Atlanta. They are two and two on the season. Um, you know, the big advantage for them this week is obviously they did not have to travel, um, which kind of sucks for the Bills. You know, they get to play the early 930 game last week, and then they get a whole week of just being there, not having to deal with any jet lag. Already have played there, you know, so many times for a lot of these players. Um, so I still think the Bills are going to be, you know, obviously favored in this game. And I, as you know, I think they need to win this game. Um, but this definitely has a little bit of like that trap game feel that we kind of refer to all the time of just one of those weird games. We always just have a tough time against Jacksonville in general. We always just play very strange games. I was at the game a few years ago when they lost nine to six um, against Urban Meyer. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. I think their defense is a little bit better than people want to give them credit for. They obviously have weapons on offense. Um, but with all that being said, they haven't looked like the most crisp team over the first four weeks. You know, they had the big game against Kansas City at home week two uh, after their big uh, week one win, you know, with all their new toys with Kelvin Ridley and, you know, having Christian Kirk and Ingram building off last year's chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. ETN looked fully healthy. Um, and then, you know, they – they handled the Falcons, but it wasn't like at any point it felt like they were dominating them. Like Desmond Ritter was just giving that game away. Um, and they just haven't looked as good as I think a lot of people were expecting. That division is completely up for grabs. I mean, the Texans are surprising a lot of people. The Titans always just find a way to hang around. Um, and pretty much every team in that division is like two and two. So, it's going to be a test for the Bills. Josh Allen on the other side is a problem. He's a very good pass rusher. He always wrecks games against Buffalo. Um, so they're going to need to be smart um, and design some good plays away from him. But um, all in all, I still think Buffalo is going to go out there and handle their business. I feel good about this game. Um, as long as they stay disciplined, don't take any dumb penalties um, and just kind of go out there maybe this definitely has a feel of they could look maybe a little slow or sloppy early um, just from the travel coming off the big game, um, maybe a little bit of fall off, but then probably second, third quarter, we really see them lock it in and um, turn things up. 
And I'm sure McDermott's definitely motivated as far as, you know, he's, like I said before, he hasn't had the best outcomes against Jacksonville. And being the one, your last one is a loss to Urban Meyer. Um, that's probably got to have a bad taste in your mouth and you want to go out and try to prove something. Um, and this is also a team that thinks that they're in the same caliber that they can potentially go on and win a Super Bowl or be in an AFC championship this year. Um, it's a good opportunity for the Bills to have another measuring stick game right after the Dolphins to be like, all right, this team's no joke either. We need to go out there, no foot off the gas pedal. We can't afford to do what the Dolphins did and come in on a high just because we beat them soundly. We need to come in here. We need to punch them in the mouth, and we need to go back home for Sunday night at home um, in front of our great fans at 4-1. and one. So um, should be a great game. I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to be awesome that you get to watch football at 9 o'clock in the morning get it over with, and then you just get to watch football the rest of the day. Um, but, yeah, this is I think this is going to be um, a really good game, um, and especially the way Jacksonville played against Atlanta, I, I would expect a pretty good effort from them um, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not as concerned as I was previously going into this game. I do think, right to your point, Nick, I think the trap game possibility is still on the table. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all because of all the points you mentioned, right? It's – um, Jacksonville's there already. They are a pretty solid team. The Bills are coming off an emotional high, right? They're back to being one of the darlings of the league. Everything is going good, feeling good. Um, so it, I wouldn't be surprised if, right, we get disappointed here. Um, and, right, like you mentioned, for whatever reason, Jacksonville has just had your number the past few years. It's very bizarre of all teams. Jacksonville is, is one of those teams that you just play terribly against for whatever reason. Um, so we'll see. I, I do think, um, right, something that kind of is encouraging is I don't think, like last week's game, I don't think, the, uh, I don't think Jacksonville won last week. I think Atlanta lost. I think that helps. Um, Jacksonville has the ability to be a very good team. I just don't think they're there just yet. Um, Trevor Lawrence is slowly starting to become a very good franchise quarterback. They've got all, um, you know, their wide receivers, a good set of weapons there. Can they figure out how to use them and put them together? I mean, their defense is pretty solid. You've got Josh Allen over there who, right, can cause problems for our Josh Allen. We've seen it, you know, last time we played them, um, you know, the, the sound bites of Josh Allen picking off Josh Allen uh, with his pick six and all that. So um, I don't know. I've got a bad feeling it's going to be a frustrating game just because, right, um, the travel, which I hate using that as an excuse, but I mean, it, it's a real it's legitimate. <laughs> sure. And, and it's it's interesting that they aren't leaving. Into, I think they're leaving tonight to go over there or tomorrow morning. Um, kind of later in the week than I, reg- I thought they would, right? You'd think they'd want to just get over there and kind of get their bodies used to being, uh, you know, in that time zone. But uh, they're not – I believe it's tonight they're going after practice. Um, so we'll see how that translates. I mean, as long again, we you can say this about every single game they play. As long as Josh can handle the ups and downs, you don't get too sugar high, you don't start panicking. Um, you play your game, your game plan, 
you're going to be fine. I don't expect a game uh, like last week. I don't think they're going to rock Jacksonville. Um, I think it'll be a close nail biter uh, with, you know, some stupid mistakes, stupid penalties, stuff like that. But I mean, this team has proven the last three weeks that they have what it takes to win. They can put the pieces together. They can be a very good top team in the league. Week one was probably a fluke. Um, So you got to go out and show it uh, on a national stage in London. Um, So in a stadium that's going to look like yours in a couple of years, so um, great opportunity to just continue kind of that good feeling that you've built for yourself um, and kind of keep riding that throughout the season. Yeah, and from a lot of reports, it seems like there's going to be a lot of Bills fans there. And also kind of quick, uh, back to the Miami game quick, that atmosphere was rocking. Like, yeah. it was loud there. Um, so it's awesome to see that. Uh, and hopefully it's going to continue like that because if it's like that, Buffalo is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. Um, And, yeah, I mean, like you said, Andrew, this definitely feels like it's going to be a closer game, kind of going into the keys for the Bills to win this game. I think pressuring Trevor Lawrence like they have been with all their other opponents is going to be key because – we saw a few times when Atlanta was getting to him, there were a few plays where he had wide open receivers and he just didn't even really look at them down the field. Um, and especially with our defense being way better than um, Atlanta's is, I think that's a huge plus for us. Um, defensively, I think as far as going into like the key players like we normally do, I mean, I think the combination of Kyer Elam, Dane Jackson has to be number one. You know that. Doug Peterson being the offensive mind that he is, is going to use the guys like Christian Kirk and Kelvin Ridley to go down the field, test those guys early and often um, and see, and those guys got to be ready for the moment. Um, And the other thing with Kyrie, the thing that you kind of get worried about is when a guy has been off for so long. And although I think it's going to be a really good thing that he's going to come in motivated and ready to go. um, It could also be a, He's too juiced up. He gets a little handsy, start taking some uncharacteristic penalties, um, and it can kind of downward spiral a couple drives and put you in some bad positions. Um, so they got to be careful there. Greg Rousseau has been a dude, did not practice the last couple of days. Um, hopefully that's precautionary because I didn't really see him get hurt at the end of um, the Dolphins game, and he's been awesome this year. Him and Leonard Floyd on the outside with Oliver in the middle. Um, have been dominant. All three of those guys have three or three and a half sacks. Daquan Jones has two and a half sacks in his own right. Um, obviously, Epinesa is more than capable. He's been good this year. And then, like we said, we don't know what Vaughn's going to do. We'll see. You know, he went on his podcast and said, you know, if I was a betting man, like I would say Vaughn Miller's going to be out there. But then again, we've always already went down the rabbit hole of things Vaughn Miller said that haven't come true. So <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens there. Um offensively I just think again like the you know I do want to see tight ends get a little bit more involved but uh I'm gonna look at Spencer Brown again just and not even like a bad thing I just want to kind of see him continue to look good you know he's done a good job handling his own against the Max Crosby's of the world against the Chase Young's um you know the commander's defense and uh Montez Sweat 
Um, and then the Dolphins really weren't getting any pressure to Josh. And you have Josh Allen and some other pressure good guys on that defensive line. Like, just continue to look good. Like, don't take your foot off the gas just because you're looking at this being like, all right, I think this is probably a little bit of an easier opponent than I've been dealing with the last few weeks. Like, no, continue to go out there, keep putting together good games, keep building your confidence. And I think if they're able to continue to do that, Josh is just going to be more and more comfortable back there. And it's going to allow less sugar high, Josh. And I think we've seen that. I think the big reason why we've seen Josh play the way he has the last few weeks compared to week one is he does have that trust in his offensive line. He has the trust in a running game now for the first time um, in his career, you know, that they can hand it off to any three guys that they have and they're going to be productive and pick up yards. Like Latavius Murray has been awesome when he comes in the game in relief of James Cook. And even though James Cook didn't have the best rushing numbers last week, he still had that awesome play late, you know, right as you mentioned, Andrew, about, you know, it seemed like the Dolphins were just starting to creep back in in the second half. And James Cook does a great job of reading Josh, getting out in the flat and then starting to step up field when he got out of the pocket and got like a 60-yard catch down the sideline. So um, Dorsey's been doing a great job. Um, I do want to see more Kincaid and Knox this week, and I think it'll be a good opportunity in this matchup to do so. But yeah, overall, offensively, I really just want to see the line continue to look good and let Josh just be himself um, going into this game. Um, and I, I think the Bills are probably going to, I think it's going to be a little shaky at first, but um, I think towards the second, third quarter, they're going to be able to build a little bit of a gap. Um, and I think this could probably be a 10 to 14 point win. Um, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, 3324 uh buffalo very nice yeah i think <clears throat> on offense i think because of all the reasons we talked about right there's going to be a slow start it's going to be kind of a, a dog fight for them uh so i think the running back room needs to have a big game you need to be able to rely on um the guys behind you right to kind of carry the slack if things get crazy, if Jacksonville's just locked down on your receivers, if, you know, Kincaid and, and Knox can't get open, I, I think you got to be able to hand them the ball and trust that they're going to get three yards, four yards, and just kind of chip away at the field. Play the cu- play the clock, right? Like just score and just kind of wait out the game and hope by the time that final whistle blows, you've got more points. Like I think – there's no shame in playing that type of game, uh, knowing, right, you're across the pond, it's London, it's all this stuff. So uh, I really want to see kind of James Cook have a huge game. Let's see if he can get over 100 yards. He's been pretty close a couple times this season. Like you mentioned, Latavius Murray has really been awesome, right, has some flash plays that you don't see coming. Um, he still has the juice. Um, Damian Harris has been also contributing pretty consistently for them when called upon towards the later part of the game. So I'd like to see kind of the running back room kind of step up this week for him and, and kind of bail him out when, when things get a little crazy. And, uh, you know, hopefully Ken Dorsey isn't afraid to kind of let that happen. Um, and Josh too. Can Josh let that happen? On the de- defensive side, um, I love what the defensive line has been doing. They've been absolutely incredible. I mean, Daquan Jones, I think it's all but burned himself 
has done everything possible to earn himself a new contract. He has been so solid in the middle of that defensive line. Um, Gregory, Gregory Rousseau is kind of emerging as a great leader there. Um, I just, I love everything I've seen out of that defensive line. Um, it's just, it's been awesome to watch them eat. Um, I think they'll, they'll have a big game, but I want to see Terrell Bernard have a big game. Um, he's been super solid there next to Matt Milano. He's really done a great job kind of holding his own. Um, but let's see like a pick six. Let's see a nice interception or a key breakup on the goal line to kind of win the game for you, solidify things, kind of lock in that, hey, I am here. I'm a leader on this defense. Tremaine Edmonds who, right? We're getting to that point where we're almost ready to say that, but let's, let's have a nice solidified game. Um, again, in a game where I think the offense might struggle and you're going to have to rely on your defense. Um, you want guys like that to produce for you and, and to kind of come up big when your back's uh, against the wall. So uh, I'd like to kind of see that out of him. Score prediction. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of a stinker, boring game. I'll go probably like 20 to 17 in that range, 20 to 13, something like that. All righty. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Got to get up early, get watching it, and then you can just relax the rest of the day. Hopefully be the best feeling is if the Bills win this game is just being able to be stress-free the rest of your Sunday and then just have a great rest of your week. Um, so that'll be an awesome feeling for hopefully them to have. And we'll we'll see if Von Miller plays. It's going to be, uh, be interesting. I hope not. I mean, maybe put him out there for a series or two, right? Treat it like a preseason game for him, get him back in the swing of things. But I don't know. Also, well, it is a grass field. So maybe that is a good environment to kind of test out exactly how it feels. So maybe he plays a little bit. Uh, we'll see. We know Sean McDermott likes the rotation of, uh, of his players on the defensive line. So maybe you do see a little bit. I just hope it's not full, uh, full go for him. Yeah, definitely be a thing to watch. Uh, we are one week out now uh, as we kind of close up the show doing our normal little bit of Bandits and Sabres talk. Uh, exactly a week out from the home opener for the Sabres against the Rangers. So excited. Um, mm-hmm. I've been very much locked into the preseason. Been watching all the games. Um, and we got a bit of a story on our hands because Zach Benson is an absolute stud. This kid is a machine leading the preseason. As far as rookies go with points tied with Connor Bedard um, already has three goals. Like kid just has great instincts for however small he is. He goes into the corners, man. He digs out pucks. He four checks, he gets after it. And he looks every bit of a part of an NHL roster player and after the preseason he's had, I have I just do not see how you can not have this kid on your lineup. You know, I thought maybe they do the whole nine games thing and then kind of send him off to wherever he's going to play, whether it's the OHL or wherever he can go. Um, but, man, I don't see that happening. We've already started to see guys get moved to Rochester. We saw Isak Rosen. Um, and Yuri Kulich both going to Roch along with some other guys. You know, they had some decent moments in the preseason, but nothing crazy. 
uh, Dagarada reported today. So boy is going to skate um, with a morning skate tomorrow for the first time. So we'll see if he might get in the last Sabres preseason game. But yeah, I mean, Zach Benson, what a steal for what they got this year. And if he does make the team, I feel awesome about just the things that we'll be able to do with our lineup um, because he's been playing with Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson. Like he's been playing with the big dogs and producing. Um, and I think it gives the lineup ultimate flexibility. If he does make it, he's the perfect guy to step in and fill that young gun uh, Jack Quinn role until he comes back. Um, and, you know, you can put him on the top line and feel confident or you can throw him with Cousins and Paterka and kind of be that second, third line and maybe not have him feel as much pressure. Maybe he's thrown on with middle stat to give him more of a guy to build off of his good year last year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm super excited. Um, I genuinely think he's going to make the team, which is awesome that it seems like the Sabres have hit so good on this draft pick so early on. Um, so that's awesome. Devin Levi's looked good in the preseason. UPL, not so much. Has had a couple rough outings. Um, yesterday, I thought he played really well in the second and third period and kind of kept him in the game. Um, but he's just had a couple of those UPL goals once a game of just like, dude, how are you letting this go in? Um, and Eric Comrie also had a really good preseason game. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they let UPL or Comrie go full game this next game and kind of see, we'll see if they carry all three. Um, you know, the defense looks really good again. Um, Owen power looks like he's rearing to make that next step. Um, super excited about Samuelson Clifton had a bit of a rough game, but I think he'll settle in. Um, and then Johnson will get going as well, given that good veteran presence, but the other thing that happened during the preseason so far, why I feel even more excited is we get the news that um, Tampa's goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, is going to be out for 10 weeks due to back surgery. And their goaltending situation right now um, is definitely not something uh, to be desired. Um, so this is a prime opportunity until he gets back in a few months that Buffalo can really try to take advantage of a good early schedule and get ahead of a team like that. Um, and the fact that they're opening at home against the Rangers, um, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. And yeah, the Lightning's goaltender right now is actually a former Sabre and uh, Jonas Johansson, the guy that couldn't stop a beach ball when he played in Buffalo. Uh, but we'll see what happens. They also have some injuries on their end too. Um, you know, Ottawa and Detroit have also been talked up a lot, just like last year. Um, and I think a lot of people are taking the Sabres seriously. Uh, Jordan Greenway looks like he's ready to step in and be a bigger contributor from the last time he was in. Um, and I'm just, I'm fucking pumped for Sabres hockey, man. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting very close. And it's, it's going to be an exciting week to kind of see where everyone ends up. I mean, there's just so many options, so many kind of different variations of how you can put these lines together, what this team can look like. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm as pumped up as you are, <laughs> Nick, 
Uh, but it, it's it, the excitement is high. I mean, it's we're getting into the, the best time of the year where you get the Bills, you get the Sabres. Bandits are right around the corner. Uh, it's uh, it's a fun time. It's uh, feels like Christmas Eve, Christmas morning's right there, and uh, ready to just enjoy it all. Yeah, I mean, this is just you just came off the Ryder Cup for golf fans. You have NFL in full swing. The WNBA is in their finals right now. Baseball's in the playoffs. NBA is coming back in October. The NHL is coming back. Everything's going to be in full swing. You have college football going on pretty much every single day. You are going to be having some sort of sporting event on TV. Like you said, the bandits are coming back soon too. So super pumped. And the bandits, uh, speaking of make a big move, uh, re-signing McKay to a three-year deal. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I know you're a big fan and he's a big part of this bandits team. Yeah, I love it. I, it's, uh, such a good signing to lock him in for another three years. He's such a important part of the offense and the locker room. He brings energy. He brings aggression. He brings skill. He's such a skilled player right on the crease. His ability to just make things happen and weather checks and, and stand tall and, and just get you that goal when you need it or, or run down a, a ground ball and, and keep possession, do, you know, do crazy things. He's just such an important part. He's got such great chemistry uh, with Dane Jackson, with Josh Byrne, with Chase Frazier. Um, so I, I'm so glad Ian McKay has signed for three more years, locked him in and um, ready for, for another championship run. Let, let's uh, let's, you know, keep the, the championships coming and um, keep Bandit land rocking. So, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, they're, uh, they'll get kicked off here shortly. Um, season starts in December, training camp, and, and first practices will kind of kick off end of November. Uh, remember, it's not a traditional professional sports league where, you know, you have a, a set training camp and all this stuff. It's a little different. They play on the weekends uh, because they all have day jobs. So a little different than what you're used to, but uh, they'll be season will be here before you know it. So we're ready for it. Yeah, and this is the first time in – I couldn't even tell you how long where it really feels like the city of Buffalo is just stomping at the bit between the bandits coming off a championship, the bills looking so good and being in a Super Bowl window. And now the Sabres really starting to get the hype and feels like they're ready yeah. to turn that corner of like, damn, like, is there an actual world in a Buffalo sports fan life where we could have three teams all in the playoffs and winning like crazy? You would have never cool. thought that looking back three four years ago yeah well and on top of it right like all the teams love each other i mean the sabers were all at the dolphins game on the field um, hugging hugging with josh allen hugging with josh <laughs> the you know bills and bandits players go to sabers games sabers and bills players go to bandits games like it's just everyone is i mean the the one buffalo has never been stronger right like it's uh it's a pretty fun time so let's just hope we can all of the teams can execute and all the good feels can kind of come to flourishing and, and we can uh, have some more things to, to celebrate. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be a wrap for today's episode. Appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week. Give us a follow on our socials. Um, you know, enjoy the Bills game early. Get up, go get a beer for all the people in Buffalo. You know, Kathy Hochul making that out that you can get beer that early. 
you know, because that's what the biggest things going on in the world in Buffalo are right now. What it's now. all about. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Hopefully, when we record next, we'll be talking about a Bills victory um, against Jacksonville and, you know, talking, you know, some Sabres, Rangers opening night. So, going to be a good week. But appreciate all the support as always. This has been the Buffalo Oil Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. Diggs. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.